0: Hey, what's up guys? Chris Prestali. Welcome back to another episode of Breaking the Fourth Wall Podcast. This one's going to be interesting because, uh, as you guys may know from Realm of the Mist Entertainment, our other show, It Had to Be Said with Venus, we actually sat down with it and talked to a male escort. Uh, this time around, I get to... Venus, guess what? I get to update uh, one-up you here. I'm talking to an internet adult star. Uh, this person is... Uh, a person who who is on uh, OnlyFans and many other, and we'll we'll dig into other places as well. And I've always been curious to get into the the mind frame uh, of of people who, who perform in those in those fields. So, without further ado, the lovely and talented and and very friendly Ella Barnett or Ella Barrett, excuse me, Ella Barrett. Ella, how you doing today? <laughs> Hello, thank you for having me. <laughs> thank you. I, did, I don't know why. I, the whole entire time I was setting up the show today, I kept saying I'm going to call her name Barnett. I know I'm going to say Barnett. <laughs>
1: Barnett is correct.
0: Is it correct?
1: That's right.
0: Oh. See, I screwed myself up trying not to screw myself up. <laughs> no worries. All right. So, obviously, we got to start where, where we start. Um, And this is a question ironically enough this is a question I ask anybody in any walk of life because I interview anybody on this show from from the guy down the street to movie stars publishers and all that what made you get into the field you got into
1: um well it was something that so sex the sex industry is something that I have been involved with on and off um since I turned 18 um, in various forms, stripping, um, escorting for a little while. Um, and then about a year ago, um, I uh, I started toying with the idea of entering the OnlyFans world um, for a number of reasons. At that time, it was primarily um, due to my Uh, I'm just an exhibitionist, and I thought it would be fun to have somebody watch, and why not get paid for something that I love to do? Um, And then during the COVID situation, I uh, lost one of my daytime jobs, um, you know, typical vanilla job. And so I put the idea into fruition. And was initially just hoping to make enough to replace that lost income and have been really pleasantly surprised at how it's taken off. Um, and, yeah, wishing that I had done this sooner.
0: <laughs> well, you know, you know, um, I unfortunately have not explored any of those sites or anything. Uh, my wife would kill me. Uh, but <laughs> but uh, f- from the research that I did before, I usually always research before shows, um, right. I, you're, you're not just like one of those voyeurism type things that you see on, uh, for, for sake of argument, uh, like, uh, like, uh, uh I'm trying to think of those ones where you pay to watch somebody just masturbate. You right. Know, you know what I mean? You're, you're not one of those, like you, you actually do like the full on hardcore sex acts on camera. Is that correct? Yeah.
1: Yes, I do. And I think that's part of why I've been um, popular. You know, a lot of my fans have told me, um, because I try to ask, you know, what makes me different? What makes me stand out so that I can do more of that and be more successful? And um, a lot of the feedback that I've gotten is um, that I actually have full-length sex videos. You know, I don't just have, like, here's a minute of me diddling myself in the shower. I do have that also. Um, (laughs) Right. But I, you know, I have full-length sex videos. Um, I try to come up with creative, interesting ideas, um, you know, that I haven't seen before, um, and definitely more hardcore, um, you know, things, whatever that may be, trying even, so I've had two new things that were firsts for me, um, that I managed to record for the OnlyFans, and so then, um, you know, having that hardcore aspect well, as well as it being, like, my virginity with it um, was a big hit. For instance, like, fisting. It was I, something I had never done. I was like, no way. I don't think I could do that. And then um, and then I got in a situation, and I was like, oh, my God, I think this is going to happen. Freeze. Where's the camera? <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and so I made sure to get it on film. And, and yeah, it's been very fun and exciting and um, yeah, currently I'm in the, so OnlyFans rank you based on the amount of income that you generate over the past 30 days. Okay. And, um, and so I'm currently in the top 5%, which is um, something that was, you know, very exciting and obviously that's just for the OnlyFans, that doesn't include the money from Snapchat or the other venues as well.
0: Well, see, that, that brings up a couple good points. I, I've got a couple questions there. Um, f- first and foremost, I have to uh, tell the moms and dads out there, see, Snapchat is not for your young little boys and girls. Um, right. <laughs> I no, it's my, not. I <laughs> caught my 12-year-old with a Snapchat account. I said, uh-uh-uh-uh. Okay. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. I, I know what that's used for. But, uh no, uh, you bring up other venues, obviously, besides OnlyFans um, that you are connected to. I know there was, uh, I'm sure there's plenty of, uh, uh, I hate to use the term, but, you know, for lack of a better term, porn uh, websites that are paid, but uh, were you ever a part of the ones that were uh, also free to view as well, like the, for the sake of all the top of my head, like you porn, I believe.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've had a lot of people ask like why I don't do Pornhub or like real porn. Pornhub, porn, um, porn
0: that's and, the one I was trying to think of.
1: Yeah, you know, there's a couple of reasons for that. Like one, they don't pay as well, um, and then you know, I currently I do OnlyFans and mini bids, both which give you eighty percent of your income. Okay. Um, And the other thing that I like about OnlyFans and mini-vids is that there's, like, a level of anonymity. Obviously, you're never, like, completely anonymous in this line of work. There's, you know, I'm well aware of the fact that I could get outed, you know. um, But I try to take the measures that I can take to prevent that. You know, none of my public social media profiles... um, can identify me and and so I like having all of my videos behind a uh, subscription because I'm like that way if somebody really wants to find it yeah, they can go pay and they can find it um but it's not just something like you know my uncle's gonna be watching porn and like oh fuck there's my niece you know so
0: <laughs> well they're there it
1: uh, that, that takes some work to get to
0: them that was definitely going to be one of my questions, but I'll save that for later, because first I'm, I'm delving into uh, what you do and you do not do. Uh, and for people for people that are listening as well, again, we're not doxing anybody here, so don't expect to get any personal information about Ella. I'm not even sure Ella's her real name. It may be a stage name, and that's where we're leaving it. So you're not getting that information from us. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know... um. Now, as, as I, with, with the fact that you do do uh, a full-on triple uh, XXX uh, features on your OnlyFans, and and I, I I missed what you called the other site, um, but uh, mini bids. It's called um
1: mini bids, like M-A-N-Y-B-I-C-S.
0: Okay, mini bids. All right, uh, or or mini bids. Um, when you have a a partner, is it kind of like the video? porn industry where it's a another porn actor or is these people like like friends or boyfriends or whatever uh, girlfriends whatever it is that you're talked into doing it with you or how how, did, how does that work?
1: Yeah, you know, for me personally, it's just partners that I already um, had. I went through a breakup last year and kind of entered into a real bloody phase um, and uh and so I didn't I didn't really have any shortage of partners. I was, uh, I guess, unsure about whether or not they'd be willing to let me film them and was pleasantly surprised that virtually all of them said, yes, that's fine, and, you know, signed the model release form for me. And I think that that... Um, is probably also different from what my fans are used to seeing because like nothing is scripted, nothing's planned out. We don't sit down and we're like, okay, first we're gonna do this position and then this, it's all just very organic. Like these are people I'm already um, have a connection with and and hooking up with. And I do constantly get messages um, from various fans or other models being like, let's film, let's make a video. Um, and I don't do that, um, you know, I just would rather have it be an organic
0: thing. Well, that, 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 uh, that's something I imagine that a lot of, a lot of people, like, uh, I even see it on, you know, Twitter, you know, Twitter, Twitter's not as, uh, family friendly as they'd like to pretend to be either. Um, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> and I see that a lot on, on Twitter, like uh, for some reason, somebody will share a picture, Uh, that, that is not great and it winds up on my wall and I see all the comments on the picture and it's always somebody either, you know, sending a dick pic or, you know, responding with a dick pic or, or begging to be the next one that the girl does, you know? And it is, I imagine, I imagine, especially in this type of industry, you got to deal with creeps like that all the time. Yeah,
1: there's definitely, there's a lot of that, um you know of people and you know and every girl has different boundaries in this too um for me when i re-entered this industry um you know i i decided this time around um that i just i wanted it to all be fun um you know part of my issue with sex work in the past when i was stripping or escorting was that um there was like, lots of fun moments, lots of fun clients, lots of fun guys at the club. Um, but then there's just also, like, a lot of really shitty ones. And when you're escorting or stripping, you can't get away from that. Like, you know, like, if a guy shows up, you, you just, you're there. You, like, it's too late. Whereas in this industry, it's like, if a guy's creepy, I just block him. And I don't meet anybody. And, you know, it's, so it's very easy for me to just keep it in the fun realm and only talk to the People um, and and yeah, I do get a lot of requests for like video chats or things like that. Um, and most people are pretty understanding when you tell them, like, you know, no, I don't do video chats, I'll make you a custom video. Um, but then you definitely get those that push back quite a bit, and, and then I block them. <laughs>
0: But once in a while you get lucky, like when I turn around and I ask you, would you like to do a video? Or not a video, yeah. but a, but a, but an interview, a video. <laughs> We're talking about right. video, sex videos. Yeah, let's do a sex... No, a, a podcast. So, uh... No, you know, but, yeah, that sounded super fun. I was like, that sounds
1: like it to be very fun.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so much fun, I'm sitting here in my boxers. I'm kidding, I'm dressed. But, right. uh... No, the, uh... But the big the big thing that's still like how what was the pro- progression that even ma- pointed you towards this field? I mean, did you graduate high school saying, I want to use my body to get to make money or like what what made you even go to the adult industry?
1: Yeah, well, so I had um, a pretty tumultuous uh, teenage life. I was uh, a wild child, I'm sure. My parents would say that that's putting it mildly. Ah. Um, and so I I actually graduated high school um, a year early and uh, and moved out. So I moved out when I was 17 and uh, and got involved in, you know, I don't know, a lot of bad things. Like, I was doing drugs. And, and so it just kind of went hand in hand at that point in my life. Okay. Um... And then uh, I got sober in my early 20s and um, and stopped all of it. You know, stopped the escorting, the stripping. I was like, this is not something that's conducive to not being, um, you know, on drugs for me. And so it wasn't until a few years ago when I started swinging um, that I was like, okay, I can, like, express myself. Um, sexually, and have fun, and do all of this in a way that's positive, Um, and, and yeah, and so I kind of started toying with that idea again, because for a while, it had been linked to um, when I was using and not in a good place, and so it's been uh, really cool the past couple years to have this very, like, sex-positive attitude um, that isn't, like, detrimental to myself.
0: How does your family react to that? Do they know what you do?
1: Um, yeah. I mean, so they don't, um, not, my whole family does not know. My mom, um, my mom knows. My dad, uh, uh, you know, my dad and my sister suspect, I think. Like, they haven't really brought it up, um, But I accidentally logged into a family Zoom call over quarantine um, (laughs) with my (laughs) stage name. And so I think that uh, was a big giveaway for my dad and my sister. My mom just says, like, you know, it's not what she would choose for me, but that she's glad I'm happy and healthy. And, you know, I think they're accepting. So they just want me to be happy. And I find this fulfilling. So...
0: Um, when you when you stated that you uh, that you just went through a breakup, obviously you were in a relationship beforehand. Uh, how did how did your relationship handle this uh, this line of work?
1: You know, the relationship that I was in, um, one of the big issues was how unfulfilling it was sexually, and um, and so that was, you know, several years ago I proposed the idea of non monogamy because I was like I'm just I'm not the type of person, I don't think, that can be fulfilled in a monogamous relationship. It's just, like, it's not for me. And initially, I received a lot of pushback. He was like, no way, no way, no way. Um, and so we went to couples counseling, and the therapist helped him, um, you know, toy with the idea, and he got on board. And um, and once we started doing it, I think he also saw how fun it was and was very much... Um, supportive of it all
0: now when now when you say when you say when he started doing it too were you talking about the swinging or are you talking about the uh pornography yeah okay so he was he was he
1: wasn't um i started the online the OnlyFans after we had split i had started actually um posting videos and stuff like that for free, <laughs> um, while we were together, and he was okay with that, I think he also kind of enjoyed showing me off, and, um, and all that, and, but it wasn't until after we split up that I was like, you know what, not only should this be fun, but I should capitalize on this.
0: Well, I mean, I mean, to be fair, everybody's got a little porn star in them, I'd be lying if I said I've never made a video with, a. Uh, with uh, with significant others or whatever. So I've right. never posted it's them. Fun. I've never posted them, but I've, you know, I've done them.
1: <laughs> well, if you want to start an OnlyFans, you can use my referral link.
0: <laughs> Nobody wants to see my old fat ass anywhere. <laughs> People want to see
1: everything. That's the other thing that I was shocked about, you know, and I think part of what I held off on for so long is I was like, why would anybody pay for porn? You know, I didn't understand it. I was like, you know, yeah, I'm cute. Um, but there's a million cute girls out there. Um, and I just like, and nobody's going to actually pay for this. You're not going to actually make any real money. You know, I figured girls were making like a couple hundred bucks a month or something, maybe. Um, and, and so, yes, I just, I totally didn't get it. And then once I started doing it, I was like, oh, it's not, they're not paying for porn. They're paying for like the connection. They're paying for the fact that like, I'm a real person. You know, I'm not just some porn star with a script. Like, I'm a real person, these are real people that I'm having sex with, and I'm, like, allowing people to have a little window into that, um, and, you know, for my, you know, I don't have time to reply to my messages for the, on Facebook, like, unless it's something out there, like, hey, you want to do a podcast, but for the most part, like, I don't reply to my social media messages, but for the paying customers, I always respond, um, and, like, build a sort of a genuine connection with these people, mm. um. You, so yeah, so it's definitely it makes more
0: sense to me now. Well, you, you bring up you bring up a very good uh, a very good question there uh, with the and this this is where we get into the economics f- portion of the show. Um, I, I I don't want to know like numbers or figures or something like that, but is it lucrative? Uh, I I would imagine like like pay to, to time invested ratio. I, I I would imagine for something like this, like you have to spend hours on uh, at times butt naked in front of the camera to try to, to try to come up with uh with you know a, a livable wage. Is, is is that how it is or can you get away with like say like one one showing a week and pay all your bills and live comfortably? Like like how is the pay for, for yeah, something like this? I
1: mean this? it's um,
0: You see you me know, trying to be so vague again, so I don't have to ask me, you. <laughs>
1: uh, it it's You know, without going specifically into numbers, I mean, so like I said, I'm in the 5th percent. The girls in the top 1 percent, I mean, there are some of them making millions of dollars a year. Um, Really? There's there's a time management piece that is tricky. Um, I would say the part that takes the most time is actually not the filming and the uploading of my own content. It's the networking with other girls and the promoting Um, that's the more time-consuming part. Um, but, you know, the filming is, like I said, it's stuff I was already doing, so that's not really adding any sort of, like, work or time. It's just that, like, when my friends come over, I set up a camera now beforehand, um, (laughs) or I have, like, one girlfriend that likes to film, so, like, I'll have somebody meet me at her house, and she'll film it for me, um... But so that piece really isn't too time consuming. And then, you know, like today I'm going to go do a photo shoot, but again, I'm, you know, uh, taking a girlfriend with me and it's just, it doesn't even feel like work. Um, the part that feels like work is the, the promotion piece. Um, and yeah, well, and that, you know, I spend probably, uh, I probably spend two hours a day promote like doing working on
0: stuff that's not um filming you you bring up a very good point a lot of people with the podcasting community for example a lot of people that come into this uh, don't realize how much work there is to actually doing the podcast and it's not it's not sitting here doing the, the the show or like in this case the interview this is the easy part the part afterwards yeah. is the editing, the uploading, the promoting, the getting it out there, and getting people to listen to it and and share it out, and that's the hard work that that turns almost turns into a full time job in a sense uh, with a lot of people, and unless you're somebody like Joe Rogan, you're 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 not making a living off of it. In this case, though, you are. But I mean, right. um, with the. Uh, I, I won't lie, my mind went to a very dirty place when you were talking about networking with other girls. I'm like, in this field, is that, is that like threesomes? or?
1: You know? No, you know, it's honestly, so what it is, um, it's, uh, it's, gosh, it's kind of hard to explain, but I'll try to break it down. So there's an app that basically, um, not all of the girls on OnlyFans, obviously, but I would say most of the successful ones are in this app, and it's a chatting app, and we um, we network there so that we can shout each other out, so, like, I'll find girls who are similar to me. I'll be like, oh, this girl's young and has an alternative look, and she posts explicit content, and, you know, so then she'll post my my little teaser video, and I'll post her teaser video. That way we can get some overlap of our fans. Right. Um And so it's mainly, you know, it's things like that where you're just trying to find similar girls to promote you and then you promote them as well. Um, And that, uh, you know, you were talking about how much work the the podcast is. For the OnlyFans, it was the same way. Like, the first few months that I started it, um, I was putting way more time into it because I didn't have, like, you know, a lot of the girls that start out, are already like social media influencers or things like that, and so they have a big like following already that they can just convert into paying fans. Right. And I didn't, I didn't have that, um, and so it was like trying to build my social media following, um, and. Definitely, yeah. It just took took a lot more time initially to get it up and running. Now that things, now that it's up, it's like that maintenance piece is not quite as time consuming.
0: Well, you know, I gotta I gotta go this way here. Uh, you you've been doing this for uh, at least a year now. You said, if I was if I was understanding correctly, uh, the OnlyFans and and stuff. And obviously beforehand you were you were doing it, but not necessarily on camera. At least not getting paid for it. Um, so, I gotta ask, any any funny stories or mishaps that happened that wound up getting published?
1: Yeah, well, so it's actually, it's only been since March that I've been doing the OnlyFans and getting paid for it.
0: Okay, so um, I stand corrected.
1: <laughs> um, but yes, I do have stories. A week after I started, literally one week after I had, like, posted my first video, I'm walking, um a sort of downtown cool area of Denver with one of my girlfriends. And we got some food and we're walking back to her place. And this guy goes by on a bike and looks at us and then he turns around, comes back, he parks his bike and he's like, Ella. And I was like, oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) And this girl, you know, the girl that I was with is one of my best friends. She's actually the one who enjoys filming some of my videos. And we just started laughing um and you know it was literally it was one week and he had recognized me and he stopped and he like wanted to take a picture and so we like took pictures um <laughs> it was
0: he was um, respectful and all he wasn't he wasn't like try like sex craze rapey he was just oh no, my god i just watched you no, totally respectful
1: yeah. um yeah so it was uh definitely pretty funny and then um you know I guess, what else? What other stories? Recently, I've started doing um, group dick ratings. Are you familiar with what a dick rating is?
0: Probably not, because I wouldn't rate I very high. No, <laughs> no, I <laughs> don't something. know what it is. I had
1: no idea this was a thing either until I started, but men will send a picture or a video of their dick, um, and then they pay you to rate it. And so, you know, you can tell them, like, oh, you know, I love the girls, but, you know, like it's too short, or you know, whatever it may be, and and so some of the girls that I was talking about with the networking, we decided to start doing group dick ratings. And so the guys will send the picture, and then as a group we'll all rate it. And we got um, we got one yesterday, and none of us could figure out what it was. We're like, are we looking at like one ball here? But if we are, like, where is the penis? Or like, is this the penis somehow bent? And the comments made somebody was like, you know, it's a one out of ten, looks like a baldy hamster, <laughs> and then you have to send these to the to whoever sent the dick pic. Oh man, it's
0: just so you're very you're, you're telling me not only not only is a person sending you a dick pic, mm-hmm. but they're paying you to rate it. Correct. Wow. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Yep.
0: They want to know what they're
1: working with. And, you know, and it's funny, too, because I always assumed that every, you know, guys would always just want to be, have their ego stroked a little bit. Um, But there's, you know, a lot of guys, like the guy that sent that particular photo in, who made it clear that he's, you know, is into small penis humiliation. Like, he wants to be told how terrible his dick is. (laughs) And that, like, gets him off. So, yeah, the number of, like, fetishes and stuff that I've uh, encountered are awesome,
0: that it's just mind that blows blowing hundreds. and
1: really fun what people are into. <laughs>
0: that, that I was about to say that that totally blew my mind that you said that some some guys are actually into like small dick humiliation because you know the, the world I grew up in like you you know if you if you weren't if you weren't packing you were scared to go into the uh, high school shower because of the ridicule like you right. nobody was into being the the small package guy you know what yeah. I mean <laughs> so. Yeah, and yep. I'm not trying to I'm not trying to rag on anybody that may be small pack, it's just I've never known anybody to ever be proud to be not uh, yeah. equipped. <laughs> yeah,
1: no, it's funny though, and that's it's been really eye opening for me, not just in that area, but in terms of like what the guys are into. You know, there's a lot of you know, I guess when for me, when I think of, you know, your stereotypical idea of, like, you know, beauty or whatever. That is what I assumed people would pay for. Um, But there are, you know, women in their 50s and 60s doing this that are really successful. There are, you know, very overweight women doing this that are super successful. Um, There's just, you know, people are into so many different things, and it's really... It's cool to see um, in real life, like, hey, look, not everybody wants your little,
0: you know, blonde Barbie doll type, you know. All right. Well, you you said, you said like with the networking and all that and shouting out of each other and everything else, obviously you're on something like OnlyFans to, to make money and have people watch you. But are there any that you subscribe to? Is there any girls or guys that you turn around and it's like, you know what? I like watching you work, too.
1: You know, I um, I don't currently pay for any. I did accidentally pay for one. That was another <laughs> My credit card thing was like, you subscribed. And I was like, how did I do this? Um, so I'll do, um, you know, I'll trade free trials with other people, which is really great. Um, and I definitely, I have some of my favorites that I really enjoy. There's, you know, Peter Pound, Celeste Storm. um, who else snow audrey there's a bunch of other um sex workers out there where it's fun not only for me to get to like watch their content um but also you know just get ideas and and all these people are really cool people i encounter a lot of people especially in snapchat where they're like they'll message and they'll be like are you real?" and i'm like i haven't encountered you know many fake people here like everybody that i've networked with and talked to is like a real person with a real life and has been super cool.
0: Um yeah. Well that, that that's the that's the part I'm gonna be going to next here, uh, for the for the conversation is you know, a lot of people a lot of people, especially when it comes to sexuality, that's kind of a recreation uh you know, what they do in their personal life and stuff like that. Uh, You know, as opposed to their jobs, their hobbies, whatever the case may be. You're kind of the exact opposite here. So it's going to be really interesting to find out what Ella does when she's not working. Like, what does Ella do for fun?
1: Yeah, that's, uh, you know, and I think that's part of why people really seem to like my Snapchat. Because I don't have, like, a premium Snapchat or anything. Right. I just have, like, a normal Snapchat. um, But it's one of the main ways that I get new subscribers. Um, Cause I, you know, yeah, sure, I post a bunch of sexy stuff on there, but I also post like pictures of my garden, or you know, like going to play soccer and things like that. Um, and so they like getting that taste into like my real life as well.
0: Do you uh, do you see yourself uh, stopping this in, uh anytime soon? Like deciding to go for the as you called it earlier in the episode, a vanilla nine to five.
1: Uh, you know, probably not anytime soon. Um, like, yeah, just currently this is uh, what makes the most sense for me. Again, without getting into too much detail. Right. Um, you know, the my situation currently, like, my schedule is just really tight and doesn't have a lot of flexibility. And so... Um, having a job where I can just completely make my own hours and have fun is really ideal. And, and I've never really been great at the whole, like, um, uh, employee thing, I guess, for lack of, <laughs> of like, a better explanation. like, I just like to do what I like to do. And, um, and I don't do a great job just following orders and doing shit for, for because other people tell me to do it. Um, at some point, so I'm wrapping up my degree right now, and so when I'm done with that, um, you know, uh, at some I might try to, to move into that field, um, but I also might just continue my education there or keep doing both. Um, you know, I was really concerned about, initially I was really concerned, like, what about, you know, if people find out the stigma, whatever, and um at this point you know all my friends know what I'm doing my parents know what I'm doing um and if people find out like it's just so what like I had sex like everybody does the only difference is like that I put it on the internet I don't know so I think I'll probably keep doing it for a while just because it is such a fun uh, way to make money and
0: well, I'll tell you what I've got. Uh, I've got two podcasting friends. Uh, th- kind of, kind of a, kind of a fair trade off to what you're saying about like you know uh, the stigma portion of it. Uh, obviously, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna dox their real names uh, because of the fact that they are, uh, they are actual engineers uh, in real life. That that's that's their job. But their their podcast is very sexually oriented, talking about you know sexuality and their particular. Sexuality And all Uh Their podcast is called Engineers Who Fuck Um Okay You know And They're, they're, they're the exact same way uh, Stage names And And keep Keeping themselves as anonymous as they can Because First off They're two You know Attractive young ladies But second off They don't want uh, The podcast To bleed into their real life Right You know Their re- real careers Yep So And
1: that's I mean for me It's like If yeah, you know, like I said, I think earlier in the podcast, I am aware that, you know, there's a chance I could get outed. You know, I take the precautions I can to prevent that. Right. Um, but thankfully, I'm in a position, you know, where, like, I'm not a politician. I'm not um, a doctor or a teacher. You know, it's not something that, like, if it came out, would destroy my life. And that's, you know, one of the things that I'm really careful with with my content is, um... You know, everything I post, I try to think about, like, if this got leaked, how would I feel? And currently, everything I have posted, I'm like, you know what? It's sexy. And if it got leaked, my friends would probably be turned on. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I've had requests, like, you know, guys are like, let me watch you fart or, you know, let me do this and that. And it's like, I won't do anything that I don't personally find sexy in some way because I'm aware of the fact that like it's the internet and there's a chance that it could come back and you know so
0: wow that that again you're you're blowing my mind there's guys that actually ask for that what but they uh, want to
1: pay a lot of money just and not even sexual they just want me to like hold a camera and fart in front of it
0: (laughs) that's strange strange. but
1: I'm I'm like I don't even think I could honestly I don't I'm like I just think that would be too
0: much for me there's no way <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first folks uh you know uh she'll she'll shove a, she'll take a fist up the rear end but she won't she, camera shy and the line is farting in front of the camera <laughs> <That's> so true. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you, you mentioned that you're 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 in school right now for uh for a degree uh yeah. if it's not revealing too much what do you what are you uh what are you t- majoring in what what is the degree you're going for
1: psychology mm-hmm. so um yeah I've, I've been working on it for a while but I'm in the home stretch now um, but if you know anything about a uh, psychology that you really can't do much in that field with a bachelor's so that's why it's like you know I might decide to go on and get a master's um we'll just kind of see how I feel once I wrap it up you know I again I, when I started the OnlyFans, I really just kind of thought it would be, um, like, a placeholder. I did, I did not expect to make the kind of money that I've been making, and so I didn't, when I began it, I didn't see it as, like, a real feasible way to live, but it's like, I can pay my mortgage, I can do, um, you know, buy my food, I can, do everything that I need to do, I can do with this, um, and have extra to save, I actually just started, like, an S-Corp um to to pay the taxes and do all so I'm having to like deal with accountants and stuff now like it's very much like um, a legit income source.
0: Wow, that that that's crazy. And as far as it's funny when you when you mention the psychology, it's like you know what I don't know much about psychology. I mean, I was a professional wrestler, so I know how to tell a story in the ring psychology. But as far as uh, like picking apart people's minds, I would imagine this uh, this field. Especially with some of the fetishes that you just described to me, I imagine you could write a book on psychology just on just on your experiences uh, with with uh, with the uh, adult sex industry <laughs> and some of the people that, oh, that for you've sure. encountered. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's got to be some yeah, some Freudian cases. Yeah, it's funny because I've thought
1: about for a while. I'm like, God, it would be fun to compile like little short stories about. You know, all of these are, like, even when I was escorting, um, got so many stories there too, just, uh, yeah, crazy, it'd be very interesting, I'd love to share that, and and there's not many places, like, I have a couple really close friends who I've told some of the funnier stories to, um, but it's not just something you can bring up, like, in everyday conversation, like, oh yeah, I had, you know, when I was working at the strip club, this happened, or you know,
0: things like that. I'll give you, I'll give you, I'll give you a strip club story. You'll probably get a kick out of. Tell um, me. I uh, am uh, divorced, and when I first separated from my ex-wife, I was in a very, very, very bad place. Like just uh, mindset-wise, I was completely screwed up. And a buddy, a buddy of mine decided he wanted to try to cheer me up. And his idea to cheer me up was to drag me out to a strip club, knowing full well that I don't really care for strip clubs. To me, it's like uh, it's like window shopping. Why do I want to go out and pay to watch something I can't have just to go home and do what I was going to do for free with my imagination? Um, you know, so I've, I've never been majorly a fan, but especially with the mindset that I was in, I was like, no, I'm not, I, I don't want to go, I don't want to go. Well, he talked me into going. He 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 bribed me with free drinks. He'll pay for he'll pay for the evening. He'll pay for the drinks. I said, "Fine, all right, whatever." And literally, how how uninterested I was in being in a strip club. It's the whole entire time while him and another friend of his are hooting and hollering at the girls and you know tipping them. I was you know blindly giving a dollar to a girl here or there while playing Final Fantasy on my cell phone. Yeah, You know, I that, that's how uninterested I was. And one particular stripper, I, I, I think her name was Desiree, came up to me for a tip and I, I just handed it to her. I wasn't putting them in their G-strings or anything else, you know. And uh, she could tell that I just wasn't into it and all that. She took the dollar from me and she was just like, what are you playing? And you know, I, I told her and everything else, and she just sat down, ignored everybody else, sat down with me for 45 minutes, talking about video games. She knew she knew I wasn't. Yeah, smart she, girl. <laughs> she she knew I wasn't into the whole uh, strip thing right now. She could tell that something was bothering me, and she just sat down and had a human conversation with me for 45 minutes. Didn't try to coerce me into the back room for like a dance or anything else. And then once it was done, got up, left, and went and did her thing but I I I still remember that was uh, just that that interaction that she 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 didn't have to do this she was probably losing money doing this but she just sat down trying to make me feel better by having a conversation about video games yeah yeah (laughs) so again it kind of shows it kind of shows that even even in the sex industry these people are still human beings
1: and uh, yeah that's very true yeah there's lots of Um, Yeah, I mean, we're all just people, and I definitely, like, clearly there's, you know, shady people, but there's also lots of really good people, and that goes both ways, like, with the fans, too, like, most of them, the vast majority are, like, really sweet, super nice guys, and it's, you know, I'm genuine, when I'm, like, have a good weekend to them, I mean it, or, like, when I'm maintaining a conversation, like, it's sincere, because they are really good guys, like, the creepy, shady ones are, thankfully, few and far between, (laughs)
0: but the uh the, the as far as you're you're sitting down and and writing maybe not a book or a short story, but uh you know this is, again this is how my mind works i I look at things as a promotional uh standpoint to promote your your industry and your your only and everything else you could feasibly start a blog or even a podcast talking about these uh crazy adventures and things
1: yeah that ah. Uh... It's definitely, you know, the blog is an interesting idea. I had thought for a while about doing um, a podcast just interviewing, like, people that I knew from the sex industry, which is why it was so funny when you asked me um, to do this, because I was like, I've had this idea. Um, (laughs) But I'm more nervous speaking. I'm I'm a really great writer, and I love writing, so I think that's better for me, the...
0: Yeah, I, I I feel better if you did the blog too because uh, interviewing is kind of my thing. Um. <laughs> yeah. But right
1: uh, with the podcast, I mean, you have to you have to come up with it on the spot and you know just be fast. Whereas, like in a written form, you have the ability, obviously, to like edit it and perfect it and uh, tweak things.
0: No, that's that's true. That's fair. Um, <laughs> but yeah, as 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 far as we're reaching, we're reaching that time. Unfortunately. Uh, I would first and f- I would first and foremost definitely uh invite you back on and hell any any of your friends that would like to maybe uh, tell their story as well uh, again, I don't discriminate here. <laughs> I'll interview everybody but uh yeah. before we before we uh, cut off here, I definitely want to uh have you give a shout-out to everybody of what uh, where they can find you. If they're interested in your content, becoming subscribers or whatever else, let them know where they can find you. And also the big question is, what's next for Ella Barnett?
1: All right. Um, well, I'll start with the easy part of that, I guess. Um, so I'm on Instagram. It's Ella Barnett 1991 Or on Snapchat, Ella Barnett XXX. Um, I'm also on Twitter, Ella Barnett, XXX, and then the OnlyFans is OnlyFans.com slash Ella XXX, um, or I have a free OnlyFans also, with like some teasers, OnlyFans.com slash Ella free, um, and yeah, so that's where to find me, and if you want to talk to me and communicate with me, um, messaging through one of the paid platforms is the way to go um and then what's next for me um you know a lot of a lot of the same I'm hoping um to continue coming up with like I said you know creative new ideas um I have some different I just found out one of my favorite girls in the industry this girl Snow who I've been networking with um, online for months. We've just discovered we live an hour away from each other. Oh, nice. Like, so hopefully meeting up with her and doing some collaborations and, um, yeah, just continuing to try to to mix it up and do fun new things and new partners and <laughs> keeping everything exciting and fresh.
0: Excellent. Well, Ella, this has been an absolute blast. I hope I hope we kind of helped a little bit to our listeners here that may have been uh, still looking at the adult industry as kind of uh, tabooish. Hopefully we gave them a look into the world to see that it's not as uh, as forbidden of a world or as, as deviant of a world as, as some people may look at it. Um, but I definitely had a blast getting to know you, getting to know uh, why you do what you do and, and how you enjoy doing what you do. And, uh, you know, uh, it's been an absolute pleasure. I thank you very, very much. Thank you. Yeah,
1: it's been fun. I'm so glad that we were able to find a time to do this.
0: (laughs) And you guys, I will catch you on the next Breaking the Fourth Wall. Have a good night, guys. Hey, guys, it's Chris from Realm of the Mist Entertainment. If you enjoyed this video, please hit that thumbs-up button. Like, share, comment, subscribe. Check out all the other great podcasts that can be found on Realm of the Mist Entertainment's YouTube channel or our sister channel, Sounds Dicey Gaming, for all your tabletop needs. And if you prefer your podcast in audio-only format, check out Realm of the Mist Entertainment on Anchor.fm, Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, or wherever quality podcasts can be heard. To our Patreon supporters, we thank you very, very much. And if you're interested in being a Patreon supporter, please go over to patreon.com slash Mist, and just a dollar a month gives you exclusive content and helps our channel out greatly. Guys, again, thank you very much for joining us, and we will see you on the next episode.